The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion's making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. seated in the presence of the Lord. We do have notes for you and encourage you to fill those in as we move along. Thank you, worship team. Pastor Alex, Minister Micah, thank you so much. Hannah and team, thank you. Last Sunday morning, I preached a message on overcoming despair. And I had many people contact me and say, Pastor Bracken, that message affected me so profoundly and I've been freed from depression and despair. And I thought, wow. I mean, I, and all the messages I've been preaching for all the years I've preached, I don't know that I've gotten that, many, that much feedback on one particular word. And, you know, as a preacher, as a communicator of the good news and the truth of God's word, you know, we just bring it like the Lord gives it to us, pray our ears off that, that He's going to bring the kind of result He wants to bring and then we just leave it with the Lord. And, and we don't know all that God does, but when you get that kind of feedback, I think it was the Lord speaking to me saying, son, you cut the head off of something, but it's not quite severed for some. In other words, there's some that didn't quite get it all the way, some that might not have heard it. So the message is recorded, and again, it, you go to the website, casealaska.com, and you can look that up and check it out. I want to give you part two on overcoming despair. Overcoming despair. Let me summarize last week's message because if I don't, you'll be not quite on the same page. I lived in Hawaii for many years, and Hawaii is a beautiful place. But I still found, even in the midst of sunshine and wind and palm trees, people still get depressed in that environment. Because depression is more than a product of your environment. And here in Alaska, many people at this time, with the lack of sunlight, the cold, hasn't really even been that cold, it was a little cold today. They struggle with depression. I read to you Isaiah 61, and it is a powerful passage, a messianic text, Isaiah 61 and verse 1. Let's all stand up. Let's read this together. Isaiah 61. We're just going to read three verses of Scripture. From the New King James, and it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because He has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Let's all say that. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness 
that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Let's pray. Father, thank you for what you're going to do, what you did all day in the first two services this morning. Now what you do tonight, God, how you've been touching, healing, blessing people. We sense your spirit. We know that you're here. We ask, God, that you'd give us living understanding and all that you want to do in this service, you would do. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So it's a, it's a messianic text and a dramatic picture of change. Good news is proclaimed. Brokenhearted to be healed. The captives will be set free. Those that are bound, those that are wounded, those that are mourning, they get joy and become a, a mighty oak of righteousness. The text speaks in focus of tonight. Tonight's message and last week's, we're in review of last week. It speaks of a spirit of despair. And it's a fascinating thing. Now, whether you realize it or not, every single one of us, whether you've given your life to Christ or not, and if you haven't, we can remedy that by the end of the service. The demons can affect every single one of us. And there really is a spirit of despair. I'm convinced that one of the strategies of the enemy is that he'll get you into despair and he'll get you out of joy. If the devil can rob your joy, you're in big trouble. Deep kimchi, as we say. Kimchi is a Korean food. Spicy. If the enemy can rob your joy, you have all but lost. I mean, you're close to losing. Come on, somebody say joy. Joy, joy as I said in that last message a week ago, joy is the, is the flag that flies in the heart of those who love God, those who have Jesus enthroned there. You will have joy. Throughout Scripture, you will see that joy marks the fellowship with God. Our response to God is, is one of joy, or should be. And if it isn't, then really you have to check yourself. You say, how do you come up with that? Scripture. Lots of Scripture. It's all in there. Isaiah, pardon me, Psalm 35. I was close. Psalm 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad. They that favor my righteous cause, yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Do you know God's happy? Do you know God's happy tonight? Listen, it might be, it might be like revelation for some God is not in a bad mood. And he's not all bent and ready to beat you up one side and down the other to try to teach you something. God is rejoicing. Zephaniah 3.17 rejoices over you with singing. Do you know what it is to rejoice? It's to spin like a top. Or a dreidel for this time of year. Psalm 32, 9. Let the priests be clothed with righteousness and let the saints shout for joy. So God's covenant people were people that were filled with joy. God's covenant people are not a depressed, filled with anxiety, tormented with the spirit of despair people. That's not what you see in Scripture. Now I know many who have aligned with the truth of God's Word is based upon their own experience. In other words, because they've never prayed in tongues, they then dismiss the, that gift. 
They said, well, I've never had that, so then that must not exist. So I've never had this exuberant walk of joy, so maybe the Lord just didn't wire me up that way. Now, we're all different. We have different fingerprints. We, we act differently. We have different genetic makeup. But the truth is, when God is in your life and you're walking with Him, one of the side effects of that is joy. So we talked about that. And we talked about how the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. We talked about that Galatians chapter 5. And, and um, we talked about how the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we talked about generational sin and how despair or depression can come because of generational iniquity and generational problems. What are you saying? I'm telling you how a spirit of despair can work is you could have inherited it. And light bulbs are going off just like they did the first time I said that. Because you're like, oh, snap, my mom was really depressed. Quoted you a text from Deuteronomy chapter 5 and 9. Do not bow down to them, for I am the Lord your God. I'm a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children of the third and the fourth generations of those who hate me. You see, what many people don't realize is their sin is going to affect the next generation. And, and, and the effects of this previous generation has, has an, a role in your life. See, some of you are fighting a supernatural lust, not just regular lust but actually a supercharged, demonically empowered lust that's come down from your father or from your father's father. And I don't mean any disrespect at all, but you have to realize that sin opens a door for the enemy. And so in the same way with lust or anger, come on, well, my dad had an anger problem, so I got one. Oh, slap yourself. You don't have to have an anger problem. You don't have to have a lust problem. It's just an excuse. Well, my mom was like that. Well, that runs in my family. That runs in my family. Well, how about ending it? And that's what that God, the, the, you know, there, Isaiah 61 is talking about, that God can set us free from all of those things. And so despair or depression can be generational. And so you see, even in the New Testament, John 9, 1 through 3, as they went along, they saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? Well, why would they ask that? See, sin can open the door for the enemy. Are you telling me that sickness can be a result of sin? Yeah, so can death. Come on, smile at someone and say, man, wow. Go ahead, look at your Woo. You know, we, we took communion today. And generally, I, I lean upon this truth because most people don't hear it. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. The apostle Paul talking to the Corinthian church and it says, do you not know that basically some of you have fallen asleep and they're sick among you because you do not take the Lord's Supper in a worthy manner? Whoa, what does that mean? I think we ought to find out what worthy is. So he says, if you, if you take the, the, the communion in an unworthy way, you actually drink and eat judgment on yourself. And it says, and that's why some of you have fallen asleep, and sleep is death for the believer, because it's not the end. You just fall asleep. It's not saying they went to hell, but they died early because they didn't discern the Lord's body. Am I getting through? So de despair, depression can come generationally. It can come through trauma. I met somebody today. 
who told me about some of their war trauma. That's real. It is real. You see violent things happen before your eyes. It's real, and it affects you, and it can be trauma. Some of you have had accidents. I've told this story many times before. I was working in a computer store, and um, I was a technician in the back doing minor things like put in hard drives and things like that many years ago. And uh, the owner of the store came in and said, Hey, Daniel, I know you like to witness. This guy's really creepy. Why don't you get out there and see if you can win him to Jesus? He was a Christian owner. I went out there and, uh, and met this man, and indeed, he was odd. He just wasn't normal. And so I sort of floated over to him, because that's what he was doing. He was just kind of floating. I went over to him and began to talk to him and asked him what he did. I said, I'm, I'm a healer. I said, really? I, I flow in that too. He said, oh, wow. I said, well, how is it that you do that? He says, I have two spirits with me that heal. I thought, I, 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 right? I said, oh, I had just completed some training on deliverance with uh, Doris Wagner and C. Peter Wagner. And I'm standing there and I'm thinking, ooh, he's got two spirits. And so I instantly thought about trauma. Trauma is, a, is an entry point for how the enemy can bring bondage in people's lives. So I said, that's interesting. He says, yes. I said, when did they first come into your life? He says, that's a fascinating question. I said, yeah, when did, that, when did you first meet them? He said, I was 10 years old and I was on, in the car with my parents and we were in the desert. We had an accident. Both my parents were killed and I was thrown out of the car. And when I came to, I was on the yellow line, and I sat up, and nobody was there. And I saw these two beings come, walking to me. And they came and stood by me, and I stood up, and they've been with me ever since. How many of you know the, the devil comes as an angel of light? Just because somebody can, listen, just because somebody can bring healing doesn't mean it's from God. Any spirit, this is what the Bible says, any spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus has come in the flesh is not of God. So does the devil heal? Sure he does. Why would the devil heal? He ain't going to come with a pitchfork. Ah! Ah! You're going to be like, ah! Right? No, he comes like an angel of light. He brings deception, does miracles, does all kind of counterfeit stuff. God's the author of it. He counterfeits it. Come on, you don't counterfeit $3 bills. Why? Because they don't exist. So he counterfeits healing. He counterfeits all kinds of things. Kind of did a little bit of a rabbit trail here. But, the, but depression can come through trauma. All kinds of things can come through trauma. You're saying, Pastor, I've been through a whole lot of trauma. Well, I understand that. I mean, really, many of us, you live in this earth suit. You're going to experience pain. If you've gone to war, you've seen some things, you need healing. You need prayer. you got to close those doors. you got to get healing in that area of trauma. And so many people are depressed because of the trauma. Hello. Another thing, that, the way that depression or despair can come, a spirit of despair can come through grief. Amen. Grief is a process. Got to learn to let it go. Got to learn to process grief. Can come through a physical problem. 
Come on, lack of sleep. If I get a lack of sleep, if I'm really tired, I'm not eating right, not exercising, and I get worn down, I start feeling like heavy. I've learned, I've learned how my makeup is. Still learning. I think it's changing as I'm getting older. But a lack of sleep or a hormone problem. Hormones. How many of you fellas... How many of you fellas experienced uh, some changes in your wife when she became pregnant? Now, the rest of you are too scared to lift your hand. When a woman gets pregnant, they, I mean, they change. In fact, there's nine months of change. And, you know, there's cravings and pickles and ice cream and all kinds of stuff. Right, Shelby? Amen? Right? Yeah, right. Did you raise your hand? You raise your hand. And it's a beautiful thing. In fact, I'll tell you something. What's beautiful about uh, a pregnant woman is that the hand of the Lord is knitting together that baby in that mother's womb as she stands there. You know that glow that they get? Yeah, that's the anointing, man. That's what I think. I think it's the presence of God resting on them, making a human being. Didn't come from an ape. Didn't crawl out of the primordial slime. Knit together by God. God's, God's just crocheting, and there they are. But hormones play a role. And you go through the change. Menopause, that can affect you. Both of you, men and women. Let's move on. Hormones. So hormones can play a role. Come on, if you have your hormones are out of whack, Come on, you have thyroid challenge. I believe that God can heal you. But I mean, those things can play, physiologically, can play a role in feeling depressed or even feeling despair. And so you've got to be mindful of that. It can come through anxiety. It can come through being reminded of the past failures. Oh, God. I, that used to come to me almost every week because I had so many. Oh, I'm the only one. I mean, I had past failures, like page after page after page. And the enemy would just come with this book of past failure and be like, huh? Yeah, he's underneath my feet. The past is the past. It's the apostle Paul said, forgetting that which lies behind, I press on to the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Glory to God for being a new creation. Thank you for the blood. Thank you that it's under the blood. Thank you, Jesus. So we talked all about these things, and we talked about how to get free. We talked about calling on the Lord, developing a prayer life. We asked, we, we talked about getting wisdom from God, about getting wisdom. You need wisdom. Come on, God can speak to you what the problem is. I was feeling depressed. It was my third year here in Alaska. I was feeling this heaviness, similar to depression, not quite depression, but I was feeling maybe I was on my way to getting depressed, feeling like, ugh. And so I'm praying in the Spirit and just not seemingly getting a breakthrough. Man, God spoke to me, said, son, you're, you're low on vitamin D. I thought, I heard about that. I just thought it was a farce, something from the pharmaceutical companies to make money from us. Imagine that.
missed a great place to say amen. But the Lord spoke to me and said, you're, you're low on vitamin D. So, you know, we went and got vitamin D. We lined the whole family up. Everybody got vitamin D. I thought I got baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost. I'm like, whoa, come on. Whoa, I, I feel good. I knew that I would now. See, some of you are like, dude, maybe I need to get some D. Maybe you do. Wisdom. Learn to get your hopes up. All right. And then we talked about worship. I want to now bring, in the, in the moments that remain in the service, a message from two psalms, and I want you to turn there. Turn to the psalms. Part two of overcoming despair. Psalm 42, turn to Psalm 42. And we'll read that now. So let me read it to you. As the... Okay, sorry. But that's where that comes from, right there. As the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul... So, my, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. And while they continually say to me, where is your God? It might sound like a relative of yours. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude, and went with them to the house of God, with the voice of joy and praise, with the multitude that kept the pilgrim's feast. Verse 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him for the help of His countenance. Oh, my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember. Do what? I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, from the heights of Hermon, from the hill of Mitzar. Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls, and all your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command His loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night, his song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with the breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me, while they say to me all day long, where is your God? Why so downcast, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Go right to verse uh, chapter 43. Vindicate me, chapter 43, Psalm 43, verse 1. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against the ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and the unjust man. For you are the God of my strength. Why do you cast me off? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? Oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. And on a harp I will praise you, oh my God. Why are you downcast, oh my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. Everybody say that. 
hope in God, for I will yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. The first thing in a prescription to overcome depression and discouragement, the very first thing that I see from these verses in part two of overcoming despair is talk to yourself. Everybody say, talk to yourself. Talk to your soul. Speak to yourself. Some of you need to tell yourself to shut it. I mean, when you, does anybody know what I'm talking about? The constant overvoice, the yapping of your own mind. Oh, God really loved you. Then he's going to. Shut up. You need to take authority over the voice of the enemy that yaps in your head. Tell it to be quiet. Listen, you're a spirit with a body, not a body with a spirit. Learn to live from your spirit. Learn to live truth. Talk to your soul. This is what the psalmist is doing. He's like, oh, God. Oh, God. Why so downcast, oh, my soul? He then rebukes himself. So there he is. And he's like, dude. God's for you. Zip it. Knock it off. No, that's really the picture. The picture is the psalmist talks to himself. Some of you need to talk to your soul. Some of you need a spanking. Some of you need to, come on, some of you need to spank your soul. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Chastise yourself. You're more than your emotions. Speak to your emotions. Listen, you have power and authority. Some folks are so used to just taking everything that runs through their emotions and their mind that they just, you know, hope it's all going to work out today. Then talk to yourself. Talk to your emotions. Command your emotions to stop it. Don't, don't, I used to live by my emotions. It was a wild ride. You want to talk about drama. It was like an ongoing roller coaster. Whee! I mean, just terrible. Don't raise your hand. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you need to say, stomp it. Talk to yourself. Come on, God's for you. Who can be against you? Begin to speak life over your emotions. So talk to your soul. The second is talk to God about your soul. Remember your mountaintop experiences. The psalmist is David here. Remember the, house of the, the heights of Mount Hermon? He's, he's talking about the wonderful, glorious times he've had. Listen, when you're going through a place that's narrow and you're feeling discouraged and you're, you're feeling like you've got despair on you, remember when God brought you through before. Remember what he did for you. Remember how he healed you. Remember how he spoke to you. Remember how you got that word in the middle of the night when you didn't know what to do and you opened your Bible and you prayed. Oh, you never opened your Bible? Listen, God's got a word for you in the word. Imagine that. Listen, you can you could get truth. Some of you, that's the most scripture you read all day. I don't know what I would do without the sword. This is a sword. Some of you need to unsheath it and decapitate the lies. Some of you need to pull it out of the, the sheath and begin to wield that thing. Begin to take authority over your emotions, authority over your soul. You don't have to be a victim. You don't have to be subject to just how you're feeling that day or even your hormones. 
You talk to your soul, then you talk to God about your soul. God knows everything, so you don't try to pull the wool over his eyes. And you say, Lord, I'm, I'm feeling discouraged, God. I'm feeling discouraged. I mean, you begin to talk to him. I feel, I feel disquieted. I feel despair. And you can talk to the Lord. God, help me. I'm feeling this way. I'm going through this. Lord, help me. I know this is not your will for me to be feeling depressed. I'm going to tell you, depression is not in the will of God. It's not there. Sadness, grief, yeah. yeah I mean, yes, that's, that's normal. But ongoing heaviness in your life where you never break out, you never see the sun, you never experience joy, not God. I can categorically say it. Now, grief, we all go through times of sadness. You know, we lost a child, and, and you know, that was hard. We lost a child, it was difficult. I remember being in that Sunday morning service after the death of our, our, our son. I was on the front row in the same place that I always stood. I really didn't feel like worshiping. I didn't really feel like lifting my voice. I felt heavy. I'm kind of wondering, God, really? Did really? I serve you with all my heart. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. Where's the rebuking the devourer now? Come on, you come up with all kinds of scriptures, and then the devil will even give you some to add on to that. And I, I, I just decided, God, you're good. I know what you did for me. I don't understand this. I have no idea. It makes no sense. Zero understanding. But you're God. And Ecclesiastes came to me. God is in heaven. You're in the earth. Let your words be few. I mean, the picture is that he understands everything. God is good. Settle it tonight. God's good. Devil bad. And just begin to worship him and rejoice. And if you don't understand, well, welcome to the club. You have a finite mind. And when you get to heaven, then he'll give you some understanding perhaps. Meanwhile, trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy. In Jesus, you must trust and obey. Come on, Pastor Kirsten, sing it. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. Dude, yeah. Come on, somebody say trust and obey. So like, like when you don't understand, yeah, trust. Now, the Hebrew word is to drop, fling yourself off a cliff. That means you're just going to, you know, you just throw yourself off into his loving arms and know that he's going to work it all for good. Some of you don't know what it is to do that, so you'd be all like. You got dropped on your head a few times. You think that God's going to drop you on your head. He will not. Talk to your soul. Talk to God about your soul. Remind yourself of your mountaintop experience. Remind yourself of times of refreshing. Gosh, I haven't told this in a while, and I didn't plan on telling it tonight, but I have a built-in revival mechanism. I know how to get on fire, full of the Spirit, and totally messed up in the Holy Ghost instantaneously, and I'll tell you one of the ways that I could do that. <laughs> Sorry. So, I think back about where God brought me from. And there was a time in my life 
Many, 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 everybody say many, 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 many years ago where I was basically destitute and I had nothing. I was disowned by my father. I had nothing. I had no money. I was walking the streets of Woolshire down, downtown Los Angeles. I had no food. My feet were blistered beyond compare. I could hardly walk. I felt like I was walking on stumps. And if you've ever spent any time in the street, and that's what happened. You just beg for a clean pair of socks. And I was so thirsty that I just, I would have robbed, killed. I, I'm just being honest. I was so thirsty that I, I didn't think I was going to live. I didn't know the Lord. I knew of him. And I remember, you know, basically looking for something to drink. And I found a mud puddle in the middle of the block. It had rained earlier, and I got down on my hands and knees, and I put one hand on the curb and the other hand on the street as a young man in my 20s. And I went down to drink from that mud puddle, and I saw my reflection in the mud puddle. I saw my face, except it scared me because who I was looking at was not who I remembered myself to be. I was a decent athlete before that 200-plus pound of absolute ripped muscle amen <laughs> except what i was looking at was about a 160 pound scarecrow vampire type look and I, I scared myself and i realized that's me and i began to weep and before i took that drink of water i watched my tears hit that mud puddle and send those ripples out and i can even see it now and i said oh god if you can save me save me and i took a long drink off the puddle so when I go through something hard right now, <laughs> it's, it's a joke. It's pathetic compared to that. It ain't nothing. This ain't nothing. So when, when the enemy tries to whoop up a storm, it's like almost pathetic. I'm like, really? <laughs> it's a joke. But God set me free from a mud puddle and he placed me on a firm place. He blessed me, gave me the most beautiful woman in the world. These precious children of mine called me to preach the gospel, set me free from torment, delivered me from despair, anxiety, broke every curse, filled me full of his spirit. Hey, hallelujah. I got nothing to worry about. Remember where God brought you from. Remember the mountaintop experiences. And quit belly aching. Remember God's love. Be bold and honest with Him. Ask God to intervene like I did at the mud puddle. Oh God, if you can save me. I don't even know what that meant. If you can save me, do it. Ask God to come and deal with things. Ask God to come and break the teeth of the wicked, which of course is not your neighbor or your husband or anything. It, it, it's a spiritual battle. Come on, it's a spiritual battle. We war not against flesh and blood. War not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and rulers in dark places. Change the focus of your attention. Look at your, look at your notes. Begin to think about different things. Focus your attention on something good. 
Paul, writing to the Philippian church, whatsoever things are pure, holy, noble, admirable, praiseworthy, think on these things. That is what you're supposed to be thinking of. And as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Listen, if you could just control your thoughts, you'd deal with depression right off the bat. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Listen, your emotions follow your thoughts. Is somebody getting some help tonight? I'm trying to help you with the Word of God. You need to learn to think differently. Take captive every thought. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to God of the pulling down of strongholds. Some of you have a set way of thinking that's just destructive and, de- and sets off depression. You need to take out the sword of the word and cut that thing out in Jesus' name. You need to smite it. You need to take authority over it and command yourself to think differently. I'm mean, going to used to have all kinds of tricks. Rubber bands on my wrists. You know, you have a thought that comes, no, 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 ah, oh, how about Jesus? Stop! Ah! Amen, get rid of that. Anybody heard of the rubber band thing around your wrist? Or this one brother has had a cursing problem. Dr. Morocco said, you know what you need to do? You just need to get one of those soap, soap on a ropes just hanging around your neck. The next time you curse, just suck on that yardly. Suck on that thing. <laughs> just suck on that. See if that can't help you stop cursing. <laughs> Change the focus of your tension from you to God. From who? From you to God. Listen, if you stare at yourself long enough, it's depressing for all of us. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Change your focus of attention from you to God. From your present situation to the future. Come on, God has a plan for you, a hope and a future, not to harm you, but to help you. Well, you might be in this low place, difficult situation, in need of money, in need of breakthrough right now, but he's going to bring you through. Come on, he's going to bring you up and over. He's going to bless you. He's going to help you. Change your focus of attention from asking questions to claiming God's promises. Boy, is that a good one. Some of you don't know the promises, so it's hard for you to stand on them. You know, it's amazing, pain, pain is a great teacher. Pain, pain can be good. My father was a Marine, or I should say is a Marine. You know, he's not active, but once a Marine, always a Marine. That's what they tell me. And he used to say, son, pain's good. I didn't quite get it back then. It was a mindset that no matter what you have to go through, you get the goal done, you get to the other side of the creek, you get to the other side of the river, you storm, you know, you get through there, you jump over a fence, run through a troop, you do, if you're in pain, well, Merry Christmas, keep going. And so many believers are anemic, spiritually weak, sissified believers. <laughs> they get a little slightest bit of pain. Listen, God didn't save you so you could be comfortable. And some of you are going to have to fight through some stuff to, listen, it didn't take you one week to get in the fix you're in. It didn't take you one week to get out, although God will do supernatural things if you'll put your hand to the plow and you begin to really stand on God's promises. I, I've told my staff, and I've told you all before, and I'm almost done. 
that the, one of the things I used to do is I used to write scriptures down on, on pieces of paper and I would put them up in my house. And if you walked into my little apartment in Kihei all those years ago, you thought you'd walked into a crazy man's house. Why? Because it is decorated from the floor to the ceiling with every different kind of colored paper, I could, whatever paper I had I would use, small little sticky notes or big pieces of paper, 8 by 11 or legal pad size, it didn't matter. And I would write the scripture out big and large and put it on there and then put it on the wall. And I would stand on that promise and I would decree it, I would proclaim it, I would speak it over my life. I took the scriptures that talk about who I am in Christ and I slammed them into my heart until I believed it. And I began to believe it. And I still believe it today. So you walk into my house, it's just floor to ceiling, scripture everywhere. And I would love, or guys would love coming over because they'd come over and they'd be like, hey, what's up? I'm like, hey, man, what's up? They're like, dude. And we'd have people stare at the walls for 20 minutes because it's all scripture. It's like reading the Bible. And everyone was a, a, little, a little flag of victory, a little moment where God gave me a rhema word to break the devil's neck. Some of you don't know what it is to fight like that. I, come on, you, you need to rise up. You need to rise up. You Listen, you can smite the enemy over your finances, over, over your relationships, over your loved ones, over sickness, over disease. You need to learn to speak it and decapitate every lie and learn to begin to think differently. Renew your mind. Get on fire. Pray in the Spirit. Listen, God saved you to use you as an, un, an unusual, peculiar people to express His joy, to express His kingdom in the earth. It is, does not give God glory for you to be busted, disgusted, and depressed all your life. And if you are tonight, I'm, I'm sorry. Now let's change things. I mean, it's not a hard heart. I'm, listen, I'm just trying to fire you up. I'm like, a, I'm like a coach for revival. You can do it, man. You can win. You can overcome. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be, you don't have to be shackled to the devil all your life. You can change. And the truth is, maybe you haven't experienced enough pain to cause you to change yet. You know how babies don't poke their eyes out? It's an interesting thing. They poke everything else, right? You know, the finger only goes so far in the ear, right? They poke everything. You ever notice that? You know why they don't poke their eyes out? Praise God, they don't. Amen? Ah. No thanks. I don't like that. Right? Go ahead. Just try it for a second. Yeah, you, you know, don't hurt yourself. But the point is, when you get enough pain, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're going to put your foot down, and I'm telling you, hopefully this word will resonate in your heart to say, hey, you know what? I don't have to poke my eye anymore. I can be free. I can be delivered. I can be loose from the chains of the enemy. I can be filled with joy. You let pain motivate you. Let it be a springboard to change your life. You can change your life, sir, ma'am. And by the way, nobody else is going to change it for you. 
You say, well, God's going to change it. Yeah, he came and died on a cross for you. Now you appropriate the grace of God. Now you take the word and you wield it and you change your life. You wait for God to come and break the devil off of you. Hello, you got to break the devil off yourself. He already did it. You use the authority he gave you. Come on, he's not going to pull the pipe out of your mouth. You're going to have to do that yourself. You're going to have to put yourself away from the table. You're going to have to cut off the, 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 the relationships that are nothing but poison and cancer and like a hole in your foot. Let's just worship the Lord for a second. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pastor Alex, or one of you anointed guys, would you come? Claim God's promises. Lastly, from complaining to worship. From complaining to worship. You don't have to stay in a spirit of despair. You can overcome despair. You can overcome depression. I remember someone coming telling me, and I'll close with this last story. They came and said, you know, Pastor, I just, you know, I tried everything, and I just, nothing seems to work. And I said, well, here's what I want you to do. Can I light you, can I, can, you know, Dr. Bracken, can I write you a little a prescription? Can I, do you really want to be free? Yeah, I really want to be free. Great. So I gave him homework. I gave him homework, and I said, every time the doors of this place are open, you bring your carcass up in here. And, you, and, and don't sit in the back. Move up towards the front. Every altar call we have, you, every altar call for prayer, you come. And you get prayer. So, well, I, I don't really want to do that. I said, well, then maybe you don't want to be free. How about that? No, I want a different kind of deliverance. I want the Lord just to come and go, boink. And then you're like, instantly on fire, walking in victory. No, no, no. Psalmist said he trains my hands for war. And the truth is, most people don't do that. They make all kinds of excuses. So they'll go and they'll drink Prozac milkshakes. And by the way, I had three a day of those things. And I think they actually helped me for a season. Really. But the root of my problem was a spiritual one, was a sin problem. And when I got that out... And I got curses broken off of me. And I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I learned to not yield to my stinking thinking, but take every thought captive and make it obedient. And I learned to confess my faults one to another and have somebody pray for me, and then I would be healed. I learned to be accountable, learned to speak the truth, and learned to you know, just be ruthlessly honest with what I was going through. I mean, embarrassingly honest. I mean, I'd come to the front and I'd be like, yeah, Doc, yeah, same thing. I don't know. Pray for me. Be like, oh, you're going to be a great man of God, Pastor Danny. I wasn't pastor back then. You're going to be a great man of God, Danny. Pray to lay hands on me. Don't quit. Boom, power of God hit me. Get up off the ground. Go back to my house full of scripture. Oh, God. Oh, help me. And he would help me. He'd give me dreams. He'd give me visions. I'd struggle through depressed stuff, call out to him. He would come, wrap his arms around me. I'd get healed. I'd get up, I'd live, live, filled my life with worship, filled my life with the Word of God, filled my life with godly relationships, cut all ties with hell. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, so, so tired of poking my own eye out. You do not, you're not listening, so let me get your attention. You do not have to be depressed anymore. You can be healed.
Somebody say amen. Stand up on your feet all across this place. Lift your hands to Jesus. Lift your hands to Him. Oh, lift your voice in worship. Lift your voice. Lift your voice in worship. Lift your voice in worship. He's a sun and shield. He's a strong tower. Strong tower. He's your healer. He's your healer. He sent forth his word. He healed my disease. He sent forth his word. He healed my disease. In your presence, Lord. In your presence, Lord. In your presence, Lord. There's fullness of joy. Fullness of joy, fullness of joy in your presence, in your presence, in your presence, there's joy divine, there's the Holy Spirit come tonight, won't you come tonight, won't you come? Break every chain, break every bondage. Won't you come tonight? Won't you come tonight? Won't you come tonight in your power? Won't you come tonight by your anointing? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come tonight. Won't you come tonight? Break every bondage. I command depression and a spirit of despair to be broken tonight, even generationally, off of these, off of those online, those that will listen even at a later date. Oh! If you need prayer, you're struggling with despair and depression, come to the front quickly. Quickly come. Quickly come. Quickly come. Quickly come. Quickly come. Now is the moment. Right now is the time. Right now, lift your hands. Lift your hands to heaven. Holy Spirit, right now. That's it. Loosed. 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 That's it. Let go. Three, two, fire. That's it. Free in the name of Jesus. Come on. Holy Spirit. Loose your heart. That's it. It's going. Three, two, one. Three. Right now. Three, two. There it goes. Loose. Depression. No more. You will teach others even how to come out. Depression, you have no place. You have no place. Freedom! 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 In the name of Jesus! Holy Spirit! Free! 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 Holy Ghost! Right? 
Send it so let your presence come. Descend 
upon us right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, release strength. Release courage. Release passion. Release the fire of your anointing. Release zeal. Release even a gift of faith tonight. Stand upon your word. Lord, put a, put a warrior's mantle upon each and every one. We contend for your promises. Will not shrink back. Will not define you by your experience, Lord. We define you by the truth of your word, your character, and your integrity. And in you there is no bondage. In you there is no torment. In you there is no anxiety. In you there's peace like a river. There's joy like a fountain. Joy. The oil of joy. Exchange those ashes. Exchange the ashes tonight. Give us beauty for ashes according to Isaiah 61. I speak life to every dead place. I speak life to all the emotions that are confused. I speak life right now. I speak life. Live. You shall live and not die. You will not be tormented. You're not in some of you, the enemy's been lying to you that you're going to end up even hospitalized with emotional disease and sickness. You'll be on medication all your life. I break that lie right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak life over these. Peace, joy, and the fruit of the Spirit. God, we give you praise. Come on, put your hands together for God. If you've never given your heart to Jesus with every head bowed and every eye closed, won't you do it now? I implore you, I plead with you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled, to have your sins forgiven. To be washed in His blood by faith. His blood flows from Calvary tonight for you, for me for all who would partake and agree and accept the truth and the reality that he died for you and rose again from the grave. If you've never received him, do it now. Ask him to be your Lord. Ask him to be your Savior. Come on, let's pray that right out loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die in my place and to rise again from the grave. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Let me pray for you and then we'll close. Holy Spirit, I pray, fill, touch, bless each and every one. I'll close in about three minutes, I promise. The couple that I just met, sir, and I met you, ma'am, and, and Fred Myers, I have a word for you. 
there's been like a you love the Lord, you're serving God, but there has been like a like a dam that hold that holds back water, like a dam that's held back the full blessings of God in your life. It's almost been like a frustration. And you've just served God and loved God and never really questioned it. But I see tonight a crack in the dam. I see something changing and shifting for you. It's like, it's like a bomb in the spirit has just gone off from heaven. And I see it beginning to crumble. Some of the obstacles and frustrations and the little nagging things that you've tolerated and just moved through and said, Lord, you know, some of those things are being wiped out even right now, even tonight. You will find yourself tonight and sleep has been robbed from you. Sleep has been robbed from you. You'll find yourself sleeping tonight as a sign of God's great love for you. You're going to find the rest, the sleep of the just will come upon your home. And you're going to sleep tonight. When you wake up, you'll be like, oh my gosh, it's the word of the Lord. God is going to give you rest even from your enemies, even round about you. He's releasing courage. He's releasing strength. He's releasing his grace upon you, says the Lord. Jeremy and Rachel, I was about to lead people in, the, in, in repentance. And, and the, you know, the prayer of salvation, which we do nearly every service. And, and even now, I see something coming down on you. It's not on you yet, but it's on the way. It's almost like heaven has taken notice and said, oh, it's changed now. It's on. The gifts and the calling without repentance, and I see a mantle coming from God, coming from down upon your life. Son, I am telling you, what God has for you, you can't even begin to fathom. You can't imagine. It is not within the capacity of your thinking to put together what God is going to do through your life, through your family. It's beyond anything you can imagine. And it's worth every sacrifice, worth every death to your flesh. It's worth every cost that you might pay with you. Small in comparison to what Jesus has done. And he will take your life and he will use you a fragrance and releasing hope and strength. You will preach the gospel. And I confirm to you as I did when you were 12 or 13 years old, you are called of God. Run up here. You come right here, son. Come quickly. Bring your wife. Quickly come. Quickly come. Quickly, quickly, quickly come. Quickly come. Quick. Lift your hands. I confirm to you I remind you of the prophecies that I once myself even spoke over you. I know the plans and the hopes and the dreams and the different things that you have. God will fulfill that as you delight yourself in Him. There is a full-time call to ministry upon your life. It's a mantle. You'll find it. You test this word and you'll find it to be true. Ask your mom and dad. It's been over and over. I've been in the meetings. I was there. I saw it. I saw it and I rebuke the assignment that would try to drag you into some other occupation. It's ministry. Holy Ghost, let your fire come. Am I right, Mom and Dad? It's the Lord. I bet the same thing spoken over you. Isn't that right? Am I right over there? ministry now I give you a word of warning wow am I actually going to say what I'm about to say 
I'm going to pray in tongues for a little bit here. Just pray in tongues for a second. <laughs> It's a word that's spoken in the Old Testament, and I, and I have to go find it, but it's a word spoken over Aaron, and the anointing oil is upon you. Don't leave the tent of meeting. If you leave the tent, it'll kill you. Did you hear that? I'm not making it up. It's in Scripture. You go find it. The anointing's real. It's not counterfeit. It's leading you into all truth. You cannot leave the tent. Of, you can't leave the tent of meeting. You, listen, dude, church is the rest of your life. Because God called you to. It's not my idea, it's his. He's the one that called you. If you have a problem, talk to him about it. But you cannot leave. children. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Peace, joy, love, all the good things of the kingdom. We speak it over them today. Come on, somebody say amen. Take someone by the hand. Let's close. Pastor Vince, would you come and close us tonight? I've gone just a little bit over. You forgive me. I took another three minutes on top of the three minutes I took. What a powerful service. Where is that? Is that the scripture? Leviticus 10.7. Do not leave. Where are you? Leviticus 10.7. You love the word? Here it is. <laughs> it's one of those real warm and fuzzy ones. Don't leave the entrance of the tent of meeting or you'll die. Well, Merry Christmas. Or you'll die because the anointing oil is on you. Anointing's on you. Change lives or kill you. Amen. <laughs> Somebody say praise the Lord. Pastor Vince, close. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the word that you've given us tonight, Lord. May we walk in your power. May we walk in your strength. May we walk, Lord, in the light of the gospel that you've given us tonight, Lord. Depression and heaviness is not a part of our lives anymore, God. Whoa. Hallelujah, Father. We just resist it in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Father, we will walk in your joy. We will walk in your peace. We will walk in your love, God. And we will proclaim your name until you come, Father. We just thank you for an anointing, God. Hallelujah. To beat up darkness in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you for all that you're doing, all that you've done, God, and all that you will do in the matchless name of Jesus. Somebody say, hallelujah. Come on, shout to God one more time. One, two, three. Hallelujah! Come on, shout to God. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Bless you. Don't miss Wednesday night. Brother Wally's going to be preaching the words. It's going to be awesome. Don't miss tomorrow, Monday night. Tomorrow night, Dr. Morocco right here. 7 o'clock. You might want to come and get some seats. We love you. We'll see you in a week. Praise the Lord. Or tomorrow night, I should say. Bless you. Praise God. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. 
Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065, or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.